Today on the Sportlight Podcast, we're going to talk about confidence. How is confidence developed in our children? What can they do to develop it? What can coaches and parents do to assist in that? It's a great topic and one that's been talked about a lot. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast for parents, coaches, and athletes. The Sportlight refers to the time in an athlete's life when they have increased ability to affect the culture around them and the increased opportunity to learn life's lessons through sports. This podcast aims to help parents and coaches capitalize on their athletes' precious time in the Sportlight. The Sportlight Podcast is brought to you by Especially for Athletes program. Hey, Dustin. How are you, man? Hey, Shad. Good to hear you from you, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always awesome to have these discussions together. I hope everyone else enjoys them as much as I do. So I love talking with you about these subjects. Today, we're talking about confidence. And I know you do a lot with quarterbacks and with your football team. And, and I just want to bring up the concept of confidence and that question that was posed in our intro. How do we help our children to develop confidence? And before we go to a few videos things that have been on our podcast and other things that you've sent me in the past and that I've found recently. I would love just to pose that question to you, Dustin. Just had, if, if someone wanted their child to have confidence or their player to have confidence, what are some of the thoughts you have in relation to that? Well, you know, like you, like you just mentioned, and as we dive deeper into these, uh, into this discussion and, and we share some some points uh, that have been brought up by some successful coaches across the country that I believe you have queued up to, to share with the audience. You know, confidence is an interesting, a uh, very interesting word because it's, it's, it's sort of thrown around, I think, kind of loosely as if it can be just, you know, easily turned on uh, in a conversation in the car over to the game. Hey, son, you got to have confidence today, you know, <laughs> got to be yeah. confident tonight honey you you can do this and and you know that's 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 a big thing to you don't just all of a sudden have confidence um and confidence comes and goes and it's something that that's why you have sports psychologists and mental strength coaches and things that are working with at athletes at the highest level when when a, when a baseball player goes into a slump and they'll, they'll say i just don't feel as confident at the plate as i used to i got to get that back it's not that they don't believe that they, they know they're a good player. They wouldn't be in the lineup. Um, but you do go through kind of ups and downs, you know, highs and lows as an athlete. And you have moments where maybe you doubt yourself for a minute. And um, But I think it's key at that point to really lean on your preparation and really lean on what got you there and realize that, you know, that if part of the process is there are going to be valleys that you have to go through and, and climb out of. And when you're in that slump or in that tough spot that, you know, you guard your confidence, guard that work ethic that you've put in and, and the time and effort you've put in that, hey, I, I can get it back. It's just a small tweak here or there. And where parents need to be very careful is in choosing the words and things that we say to our kids. And, and uh, you know, going back to one of our early, early podcasts, the focus being more on the process and less on the podium or less on the result that in the process, in the work is where the, the confidence is gained. And sure, you, you need to have some success or you want to, you know, feel a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of the fruits of your labors by, by having some success. But it's in the work 
that the the person realizes that you know I'm, I've put in the time I've earned this I'm, I am getting better I can feel it and see it and they have that that gritty mindset to step into the the box in a softball game or onto the court in a basketball game and know that no I'm good I, I can do this and that's confidence yeah I love what you're saying in fact one of the videos maybe I'll play this video right now it comes from PGC basketball which is point guard college basketball really good follow on social media if you love sports and and the things that we talk about but the coach there I I believe her name's Brittany never gives her name but she says something that went right along with a lot of the things that you've been preaching for a long time and we've talked about on this podcast And so let's give this a listen. I'd love just to get your thoughts coming out of it. One of the things that I hear athletes say a lot, they say things like, well, you know, my coach, he's really negative and he doesn't like me and he took my confidence away. Nobody can take your confidence away from you. I mean, think back to the two places that confidence comes from. It comes from your preparation and what you think about all day. And you have 100% control over both of those things. So no one can take your confidence away from you. You can give it away. I'll take that one step further and I'll say, not only can no one take your confidence away from you, but you have a responsibility to protect your confidence. It's your responsibility to protect your confidence as a basketball player. It's not your coach's responsibility. It's not your teammates or your parents' responsibility. It's your responsibility to make sure you're preparing in a way that gives you confidence and you're thinking in a way that gives you confidence. Yeah, so good stuff there. A lot of, a lot of things that, that you said already, but one of the things that we've talked about is that preparation So she said, confidence comes from preparation and what you think about all day. And Dustin, you've talked with me about desire. You know, there are, there are athletes that they simply out of duty and out of obedience, they show up to practice. They're always going to do exactly what the coach asks them to do. And out of duty and obedience, they show up and they put in the required work. But I don't think that that reaches the level of work that is required to really be competent to the point that you, that you have real confidence. Everybody's doing that. And you've talked to me about that element of, of desire or passion as we work and creating the level of work necessary to produce confidence. Would you talk about that for a second? Yeah, Shad, that's uh, it's one of my favorite things to discuss, and especially with you, because we, you know, some people that listen to this podcast know that we we didn't know each other growing up and, and spent just one year, really, together as teammates in college. And, and both were going through some things then, some injuries, you know, recovering from some, some things that were real, took a shot to our confidence a little bit. And, and, um, you know, so we went through that together. And so this is always a fun topic for me to discuss with you. And, and, you know, the, this desire, this passion that we talk about to your point, it's, it's one thing for a coach to stand up and tell his team or for a parent to tell his son or daughter that you've worked really hard you should be confident. 
and and there and it's true like there's no that's not a false statement if if a kid does exactly what you just said out of out of just obedience and and you know respect for their coaches and their teammates they show up to everything and they're on time and they 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 run every sprint and they're at they go to every weight training and they they watch film and they do all those things they're working hard to the average 15 16 17 year old uh kid in in America compared to what this that athlete's doing that athlete is working hard but it's not the level of of work that we're talking about when and especially for athletes when we say keep your eyes up and do the work we're talking about keeping your eyes up when you want to put them down and and quit and give up and go to sleep and call it good it's getting your eyes up when you want to stay asleep in the morning instead of waking up and opening your eyes and getting up and getting to work that it is going to be hard and what really fuels that sometimes it's a coach maybe it's the fear of a coach getting mad or it's the fear of mom or dad getting upset at you because you missed something, but that will ultimately wear off because that's just, and I know I've, I've probably beaten this too much in past podcasts, but that's, that's the constant need for regular inspiration from other people. At some point, the desire has to be such that we become self-motivated enough. We have to want it bad enough for ourselves, not for mom or dad, not for a coach, not for anybody else. That it's it's our life. It's our we're the ones putting in the time and the sweat and the blood and the bruises. We have to want it bad enough to commit to do whatever it takes and the to do more than what every other high school or college athlete is doing, which is going to practice, going to every weight room session, being on time. That's what everybody's doing. And if you really don't have that drive to really bear down and really put in the extra time to come home after practice, for example, and maybe your coach worked you, your team hard, but you know what? You're in pretty good shape. And so for you, that workout wasn't as hard as it was for your teammate, you know, for your teammate, you know, Tommy over here, he could barely walk to his car after practice. It was so hard, but for you, maybe you're a little bit more conditioned or advanced in in your training. And And really it was a good workout for you. But if you get home and you still have something in the tank, you got to empty the tank. Like you got to go to bed on empty. And if not, then you don't really have the passion. You don't really have the drive. You're okay with being good enough. And and when you eventually run into that kid who has that extra level of drive, you're going to find that you're not as confident going up against him because quickly you're going to realize that they're bigger, faster, stronger, and, and they're better than you. And, and so I think in, in the, in the vein of, of this topic of confidence, you know, at the end of the day, we may find that we're in front of somebody who is just bigger and better than us, but at least we've got to be able to look in the mirror and honestly be able to do an assessment and say, I have done everything physically and mentally and emotionally possible for me to give myself a chance to win right now. And now I can just go for broke. Because if, if you haven't, and that doubt creeps into your mind because you know you cut corners and you know you didn't quite prepare, you didn't quite want it bad enough, when you're in those moments late in the game and you're going up against somebody who's, who's pretty dang good, your confidence is going to waver because you know, uh, this guy's, they've out, they've out trained me, they've outworked me. And so I think getting our kids to understand is, is you know, at a young age that, if you really want to go for this thing, meaning 
you really want to be your very, very best and have a chance to be maybe one of the, you know, the great ones in your team or your state or the country or whatever your goal is, that the, the level of intense desire, focus, preparation work that we're talking about is, is probably quite a bit different than simply being at every practice and every weight room, you know, workout. It, it's got to be a lot more. Yeah. And sometimes it's finding, it's finding the thing that you truly have that much desire in, you know, and some kids are not going to have that desire towards sports or a particular sport. So they might be listening to this and saying, man, I mean, yeah, I, when I'm done with football, I'm done with football. When I'm done with dance, when I'm done with volleyball, that's all I want with it. And that's fine. It's totally fine to participate in sports Right. But I think that one of the secrets to success in life is you and I have met with these wonderful people who have been on our podcast, truly successful people. They have found something in their life that they are so passionate about that it's what they think about and want, it's what they want to do when there's nothing else to do. You know, yeah. they, they want, it's not that they're going out in the backyard because, hey, man, I am a hard, hard worker. That's part of it. But part of it is they just love it so much that they want to do it all the time. And, and when that desire meets work ethic, then those two things coming together, they produce the preparation necessary to truly develop confidence in an area. You know, it's not yep. vibrato. It's true quiet confidence that comes from I love this so much and I've done it so much and I've worked so dang hard at this that I can't believe that person across from me has outworked me now if they beat me good on them either they are super incredibly you know physically gifted or they have outworked me and I'm not going to let that happen again and we've had just person after person who've accomplished great things in sports, when we have them describe their day for us, Eric Weddle stands out to me, you know, what they did, go back and listen to that Eric Weddle podcast. That's what we're talking about when we talk about preparation and not everyone wants to be great and not everyone loves sports enough to put in that, that effort. But for those listening who are saying, man, I want to be more confident. Okay. Like, do you have the desire necessary to work as hard as you need to work to really be prepared to a level that you can have confidence in every situation? Take it out of a sports context, even, you know, if, if, if you want to be the very, you said, if you want to be your very best, maybe you don't want to be, you don't care to be the greatest. You, your, your goal isn't you're not going to go play it in college. You know, you're not going to go play in the NBA or whatever, but, but you, you would like to be the very best you could be at, at that sport. If you take that out of a sports context, what if we want to be the very best, you know, dad that we can be or mom that we can be? Well, then how does that happen? It's, it's the same as it would happen in sports. Do we make the effort, the preparation to learn and to, are we listening to a podcast that might help us be a better parent or reading books or, you know, asking other parents who have raised kids who have, have gone through hard things with maybe with their children who've been through it already. Have we taken time to call them or ask them if we could go to lunch with them and just what, what worked and what didn't work? Are we educating ourselves 
because that's the same thing. That's just like watching film. That's just like working mm -hmm. out. It's like going to the, you know, to and, and running a sprint. It's just different. It's, it's preparing ourselves to deal with the difficulties of parenthood, right? Or if we want to be the very best husband or the very best wife or the very best businessman or woman or whatever, are we really putting in the preparation that's going to lead to the competence that we discuss, the knowledge and competence that then equals confidence and success. And if not, then, you know, we're probably going to be less confident having that conversation with our son or daughter, because we really haven't done a whole lot to improve ourselves as a dad. We just are right. kind of going through the motions. And that's the same thing as the, the basketball player that steps up to the foul line and shouldn't be surprised if, if maybe they missed the free throw because they really haven't prepared themselves for that moment. So that's one of the beauties of sports. And we always try to relate every one of these episodes back to how does it help the child, you know, that the, the, the parent of an athlete who maybe is listening to our podcast that wants to have a, con a conversation with their child or the actual athlete that maybe is listening to these episodes, how does it help them, you know, be better at their particular sport? and enjoy it more and, 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 you know, and have some, have more success in it. But also when the book shuts and that sport light that we talk about turns off and they move on with their life, how do they take those lessons and to apply it into real life? And in this context of confidence, that's something we want to have our entire life. And, and when we struggle with it, we want to understand why and how to get it back or how to find it at all. And the secret ingredient to that is first of all, you got to, is it really something that you want? You know, is it, is it really something you're going to, that you want to put in the time and effort to, because if it's not going back to your comment on desire, Shad, wouldn't you agree that if it's really not something that you really want, if you're only doing it because dad wants you to be a really good basketball player or mom wants you to be a really good, you know, softball player or really good dancer. And, and at some point, you're going to become a little bit older and you're going to realize you really don't love that that much. You're doing it for other people. And, and when things get tough and get hard, you're going to say, forget this. And so there's a lot of time and effort put into something you didn't really love. So I think the sooner we find out, does our child really enjoy this? And if not, what is it that they really enjoy and how do I help them, you know, work on that so that when the, when the valleys come and they're, you know, they got to climb out of the hole They're They can do it because they want it bad enough. They're okay. You know, they'll get through it. They'll fight through it because they want it bad enough. So that desire has got to be there. And if right. and we got to make sure that it's the desire of our kid, it's not our desire for our kid to be a good baseball player that's driving them. Cause eventually they'll say, and that's where going back to last week's podcast, sports could actually be, as, as great as it is and as much as we try to wrap it up in i think in the in you know with, with pretty bows and wrapping paper saying sports is great for our kids it teaches so many positive things i would make the argument it can also be a very negative thing if we're not careful because it could re it could and it, you see this all the time create resentment and create a wedge in relationships between parent and child if the parent is driving the work and the kid doesn't really care. doesn't really like it. doesn't love it. And then, it, then when that sport's done, what's the relationship between dad and son now? 
you know, you're reminding me of a, there's a famous physicist, uh, Henry Eyring, and his son went to college to, to study physics. And, but when his son was younger, they used to have this basement where they would, they would do these equations. They just had blackboards all along their basement. They would do these long physics problems, you know. And one day his son, who was named after him, went downstairs and and was working on this problem and got stuck. And his dad said, well, what are you going to do next? And he said, I don't know. And he said, well, I want you to think about it for a day. And so he went out, went about his way, you know, came back the next day. And his dad said, what do you think? And he's like, I don't know. I'm same place I was yesterday. And his dad said, haven't you been thinking about this problem since yesterday? And he said, no, <laughs> you know, I really haven't thought about it much. <laughs> and, his, and his dad said, you're never going to be a great physicist. And that, that hurt. But then what he followed up with is something that your, your comment right now just remind me of. He said, you should find something that you're so passionate about that you think about it when there's nothing else to think about. Like yeah. what he realized in his son was physics is my passion, but it's not my son's passion. But I want my son to find the thing that he's as passionate about as I am about physics. And I think that, took, that was really cool of a dad to do that. And his son obviously went on and was very, very successful in the things that he chose to pursue. And I think that that's important, what you were just saying. Every now and then we might notice that our son or daughter may not be as passionate about sports as we would, we were, or we would like them to be or whatever. But it's not that we say, okay, then you can't play sports. But I do think what we're talking about is to be really great at something. It takes a level of passion, a level of desire that like Henry Eyring said, that you think about it when there's nothing else to think about. When you have nothing to do, do you pick up a racket and go outside and start playing tennis or a, a baseball bat and go out and start doing some drills or, or are you working on footwork or push-ups and, and jumping rope and because you really, you are that passionate about it without anyone telling you to do it. That's the level of work that it takes to truly excel and to have confidence in every situation. But if that desire and passion are not there, then I think it's hard to produce the amount of work necessary to truly excel. And so one of the secrets of life might be to find the thing that you love so much that you do it when there's nothing else to do, that it's what you're daydreaming about and almost losing focus in the other areas of your life because it's so hard not to focus on this one thing because oh, I just love it so much. I, and so, so I, I think that desire part is, is just absolutely critical. Um, Dustin, can I ask you one other question about this? This quote, uh, confidence comes from, she said, preparation and, and what you think about all day. Now, here's, here, I, I wouldn't like say, oh, I totally disagree with this lady. But I think sometimes coaches and parents might hear this. They might think, yeah, I have nothing to do with my kid's confidence. I would disagree with that because this mindset portion, what they think about all day I do think that coaches and parents and the 
way we coach or the, the things that we say, we can impact the self-talk that's going on in our players' heads or our, our own children's heads. And there are things that we could do as coaches and parents that affect mindset, that affect what they do say to themselves in their head, what they do think about all day. And I would just love you to share what you've gained over the years of coaching. How can parents and coaches affect mindset in a way that that impacts confidence level? Well, I, I'm glad you brought that up uh, because when, when, and again, not everything that she said in that comment, I agree with. And even that, even her comment about, you know, you can't take their, a coach can't take confidence. I, I actually agree with that as well. However, I think that to your point, we, a coach or a parent can greatly impact what she said you have a hundred percent control over. And, and she talked about two things. And one of those was what you think about all day. And that's what you're alluding to is that absolutely a parent or a coach can have a major impact on what an athlete is thinking about during the day. And if those thoughts are thoughts of failure, if those thoughts are thoughts of disappointment and um, you know, not being successful out there and, and a coach pulling them out of a game, um, then absolutely that's, that can affect you know, their confidence. And so I, I disagree a little bit if, if the point was that they can't, you know, that, that an adult can't interfere with the, you know, the mindset of a, of a player or a child, there's very, there's little things that a, a coach can do. I've may or may, may not have mentioned this in the past, but I had a coach 15 years ago that worked with Olympic sprinters once tell me that you train animals and you coach people. And that really jumped out at me at the difference in the two that, you know, I want, I want to coach a kid. I want him to know what he did or didn't do right. It might be a small victory, you know, something that's not a big deal, but you celebrate it because you want, you look for those things after games and on film to make sure that that kid knows that, Hey, you did really, you did a great, a great job on that play in the middle of the second quarter that nobody really noticed. And even though there was maybe a mistake made in the fourth quarter when everybody noticed it, we wouldn't have been in the situation to even be competitive in the fourth quarter if you hadn't made those plays earlier. And let's point those out and celebrate those small victories. But then when you get to the mistakes, to the errors, coach it up. The, the, the trainer, you know, would, would, would whip the animal, you know, or, or punish the animal to go harder, to do better next time. And so the animal learns to not do that again or it's going to get in trouble. And, and that's, that's the difference between, I think, training and coaching is that we want to, you know, if we coach the kid, we love the kid and we make sure they understand why we're coaching them is because believe they can do better, right? And, and, and I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast has heard this before that when a coach or, you know, uh, uh, when a coach in particular is, is getting on a player, it's usually because that coach believes that player can do it. Otherwise they wouldn't, most coaches wouldn't waste their breath. They're, they're angry or they get frustrated because they see what that that player can do and they want that player to realize it. And so sometimes you're, you're trying to get on that player to, to see that. Um, and for the player to understand, to have somebody in their corner that's pushing them to look at that as, Hey, they're not, 
it's not that they don't think I can do this. They're on, they're getting upset here because they want me to dig deeper because I can do this. They have confidence in me. That's why they're pushing me. That's why they're getting frustrated that I'm still not getting there because they know I'm close and I can do it. And, and looking at it more as a, as a compliment rather than as, you know, if they don't believe you can do it, most coaches aren't going to scream and yell at somebody that they don't believe it's possible for them to accomplish it. You're going to move on and get somebody else. And so, you know, I, I, uh, I, but you can't give it right. You cannot give confidence. It's not something we can just hand to somebody and we can compliment them all we want too. But if they're empty compliments, if they're not sincere, then all we're doing is we're stroking the ego of the athlete and eventually they're going to run into reality. And so I think that's the wrong approach as well. But to be honest, make sure the kids know you're going to be honest, make sure they know you love them and that you love them enough to coach them hard and to tell them the truth. If they're not fast enough or that they're not, you know, getting the bat around fast enough, or if they're not, you know, whatever the, the, you know, playing defense, well, that you're showing them, you're honest with them. And then as parents being able to take, the goggles off from time to time, the, the mom and dad goggles off and realize that this is good for my son or daughter to be told honestly where they need to improve. And my job is to say exactly what, you know, Dr. Eyring said, and that is, what are you going to do about it? You know, take time and figure it out and work. And, and, and then if our child is going to put their head down and go to work, how can we help, help them? And then get as, as involved as possible to help that child get all the resources they can to and coach them up and, and give them every possibility to get better at it because, Hey, they have the desire. They do want to do it. And they do think about it in their spare time and they dream about it. And it's, it is something they're willing to wake up early and go do. And well, then I think we need to feed that, but if it's not, then don't do it. If they don't, if it's not something they want to do, because it's more for our ego. So that in most cases, sorry, parents, <laughs> In most cases, it's because we want to go to our social media accounts and tell everybody how great our daughter is or how great our son is. That's not, it's truth. We don't want to admit it, but it is. And that's when it becomes counterproductive in a lot of different, you know, a lot of areas. And now we're getting into other subjects where sports can be a bad thing, but we can't give it away. And, and I think, um, Chad, I, I think we have a, uh, share that if you have it, share that, um, that quick 30 second quote that we heard from Duke's football coach, coach Cuntliffe. I, he talked about his players and not being able to, to give confidence away. I like what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. You can't give people confidence. It's one of the big mistakes people make in trying to just give somebody confidence. You explain how they can earn it and they, they have to earn it. I've had a multitude of college players a lot of quarterbacks and coach i'm just not confident okay let's let's talk i'm not going to tell you that i can give you confidence i'm going to tell you exactly how you have to earn it and it's it's about your work let's just let's focus on your work and if you start focusing on your work instead of what you want it to be that's a start you understand the difference in the two you start focusing on what you want your work to be, what you want the product to be. You forget to live in the moment. That's not where that's not where confidence lives. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. a, you can't give someone confidence. That's a, a powerful statement. You know, as we were listening, as I was listening to you 
talk about that and the parent-child relationship, I remember Ty Detmer, we asked him the question because he had a unique opportunity to be coached by his father who was a legendary Texas football coach. And then he goes on and wins the Heisman Trophy. And we asked about the dynamic of a father coaching a son or a parent coaching a child and what he learned from his father. And he said, my father never blew up at me. I don't know if you remember this, but he was a teacher. When I made a mistake, he brought me to the sideline and he would, he would teach me you know, he didn't bring him to the sideline and say, hey, Ty, look, you're good enough. You're strong enough and doggone it. People like you. You know, that's not how you give. <laughs> that's not how you give a kid confidence. But he said he would bring me to the sideline and he would say, OK, what did you see? Let's look at what you saw and where the mistake was. And then he would teach me. And I love that the there's coaches who are kind of like pep talk coaches, you know, the, the pump up coaches, especially I've seen sometimes among youth coaches, you know, it's like really good at getting their team fired up. But, but when you actually teach a kid, okay, I see what you saw. And here's, here's the flaw in that thinking. Here's what you might want to look at next time. Let me teach you what happened there. So when you face that same situation again, you see it and you, you make a better choice than the one you just did. When Ty described that with his father, I think when, if we would teach, talk about coaching more along the lines of teaching, I love what, what Coach Cutcliffe said there that you, you can't give a kid confidence. You know, Coach, I'm not confident. Oh, well, let me tell you everything wonderful about you. But you can teach a kid. You can acknowledge that in sports, we're going to fail sometimes. I shared that story beforehand of one of the greatest coaches who ever coached me. When I had struck out and I came out of the batting cage and batting practice next day, I had struck out three, day, three times the day before. And, and I asked my coach what I was doing wrong, and he told me to shut up. You know, that's not the best pump-up speech, right? Just shut <laughs> up, right? Yeah. But but he taught me something true about baseball. He taught. And he said, do you think I'm stupid? And I said, no. And he asked me that like two or three times. And then he said, do you think I would have given a scholarship to someone who couldn't hit a baseball? And I said, I hope not. And then he said this. He taught me. He said, sometimes you're going to lose. Sometimes the pitcher's going to make a great pitch. It's called baseball. If you can't handle it, you know, yeah. like, you're like get out of baseball. But you're going to yep. win more than you than your fair share. So get your head up and, and get in there and bat. Now, he didn't give me confidence in that moment. But he taught me something that I realized that, hey, you know, Hall of Famers are going to fail 70% of the time at this game. So I don't need to get all down on myself. Sometimes the pitcher's going to win, but but I'm going to win more than my fair share as a baseball player because uh, I put in the work. And, and so that mindset he gave me, see, they don't give you confidence. Coaches can't give players confidence. Parents can't give kids confidence, but they can – 
help them view things like Ty Detmer's father did with him in a proper mindset. They can teach. They can teach not just X's and O's, but they can teach mindset like my coach did with me. That look, sometimes you lose in baseball. That's baseball. Just you're going to win more than your fair share. Get back in there and, and take your hacks. I know you can hit. Yeah. That helped me have a mindset that produced confidence. And so, so I, I do think that's important. The way we talk to our children, we can't give them confidence, but we can help them think with a proper mindset and to focus on the proper things. Dustin, I know you and I say the same things to our girls. I would bet that if I went up to your girls and just randomly said, well, you only have control over two things. They would look at me, maybe like my daughters, and roll their eyes and say, attitude and effort. <laughs> you know, attitude yep. and effort. And it, but that's a mindset thing. And those things are not little things when we're talking to our children or those that we coach. If we have fixed principles that create the proper mindset in our team and in our, in our children, then that can lead to confidence. You said as we were talking about before this, you know, I wrote down a formula. So desire plus work produces the kind of work that we need plus the proper mindset. And then you added this one in our, and I'd love you maybe to end with this. You can have all the desire in the world and you can have great work ethic and you can have a proper mindset but we would be blind if we didn't say that success is, you know, leads to confidence. If, if you have all those things, but you're not having success, then of course you're going to be lacking confidence. And so thinking of all the elements of, of confidence, I think is important. What would you say about success? Well, what do you, what do you hear, Shad? We, you and I both play basketball in high school and we, we enjoy watching, uh, NBA and college basketball, you hear this all the time from experts in basketball in a game. If, if a guy's come out and he's missed a couple shots, right? What do you hear the announcer, usually a former basketball player that might be the, you know, the, the commentator that, that's helping the play-by-play the -play guy, he'll usually say he needs to get something in close to the hoop. He needs to get a layup. He just needs to see the ball get through the hoop, right? He needs right. to go to the foul line. Just, just, right. just, just see the ball go in, right? In a in in the golf world, you'll see golfers all the time before match or before uh, competitions and tournaments. They'll go out on the putting green and they'll get three or four feet away from the from the hole, and they'll just putt thirty or forty straight in a row. And just watching and hearing the ball go in the cup, it's just to see it go down, just to see it go in. Um, you know, it's 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 seeing yourself being successful and hearing yourself being successful and just, and, and feeling that, Hey, I did it. And so, you know, that there is a, an element of you can work as hard as you want and, and have all the desire in the world. Um, but if you don't have a little bit of success or at least notice that, Hey, you're getting stronger. And that's where the parent and the coach, I think can really assist in this to the point where they may not, you know, be able to give you confidence, but they can help point some things out to you that maybe can open your eyes to the fact that you should be confident, right? When you, mm -hmm. just like your coach did to you, when if, if, you know, if, if I'm working with a, with a quarterback and he doesn't feel like he's doing very well and I take a minute to show him 
how much tighter his 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 uh, throws have been and how much more accurate he's been lately. Maybe he's still not where he wants to be, but if he can see that, wow, you're right, I am more accurate. I am doing a better job of throwing on the run you know, these last couple of weeks. I've been putting the ball on the guy where I, where I meant to. Hey, I'm getting better or I am getting stronger. You know, I can see my, my squat numbers or my bench numbers are going up. My vertical jump has improved a little bit. That creates a mindset of, of hey, I want to continue to do this. It's, you know, because you start to taste a little bit of the success and then the kid wants to, maybe he wants to continue to wake up in the morning. He's getting excited because he's seeing some positive results. And so I do think as a parent or as a coach, to my point earlier about pointing out and recognizing the small victories, you know, making sure that when you see a little bit of an improvement, even just a small one, to make sure we point it out because that's the reverse psychology of, of that athlete maybe thinking, you know what? Yeah, I can get better and I am getting better. And it, it does produce results when I go out and I work hard. And does that mean they're going to go out in the game and go four for four and hit four home runs? No, because to your point, Sometimes the other team makes a play and sometimes it just doesn't go. But if you can, the way you want, but if you can step into the box or step onto the court or the, or the, you know, the golf course or whatever it is, the field and feel like, Hey, I've worked hard and I've worked smart. It's been, it's been smart work. It's been efficient work. And I, and I know I've gotten better. And I'm now I'm more confident when I get into that situation that maybe I didn't do as great at last time that, hey, the, the result's going to be different this time because I'm different this time. And that's yeah. where I think a coach pointing that out to the player before the game. Hey, you're different this time. You're better than you were last time we played this team or you are better than you were the first game of the year. You're not the same player now. You're better. You're bigger. You're stronger. You're more experienced. You're smarter. You were going to play better this game because of all the process, because of all the bumps and bruises and, and the heartache you've gone through. You're better prepared and we are confident in you and you've earned this and build that kid up. And if that if if there is legit meat behind those compliments, right, because the kid has done those things, he has worked hard or she has worked hard and smart and then I think they're going to look at the coach and say, dang it, you're right, coach. I have and I am and I am going to go play better today and I'm good. And, and now you've created a, a, an athlete that you've given them or helped give them their best success or best opportunity for success and hopefully a positive outcome. And if they're not and they don't reach it and they don't win, where the real coaching steps in and the real parenting steps in, and that is being a good enough coach and parent to, if it doesn't go right, to grab our player, put our hands on their shoulders or hug our son or daughter and say, hey, I love you. You gave it all you had. You did great. That's a good team. It doesn't change at all my opinion of you as a player, as a person. Where do you want to go grab dinner and move on? Life moves on, right? Put it to bed and move on. The way you define success there, sometimes going back to that podcast we already referenced, if it's all about winning or getting the hit or completing the pass or spiking the volleyball, a certain number of times or whatever, then we might talk to our child in a way that does change mindset and damages confidence. But if we're looking for those little victories and the progression that comes in, because it's so incremental when we're talking about by the time you make it to a high school sport, you are not going to be good one day and great the next, you know, 
it it's going to happen more early morning after early morning, just a little bit here, a little bit there. And as we point out those little successes along the way, that could give them confidence and desire to keep doing that work that will lead to the the successes along the way that will develop confidence. And so yeah. I, love this, I love this concept of confidence. And I, I think sometimes it, I'm grateful for what others have taught us on the podcast and these two great videos and your thoughts, Dustin. So, so appreciate your thoughts on that. That's super helpful for me and my own kids. So thank you so much. You bet, man. And, and likewise, and, and parents, we're all in it. We all have, uh, let's make this thing as positive as we can for our, for the players we coach and, uh, and our kids that are growing up and make sure we're, we're, we're cognizant enough and, and, aware enough to look in the mirror and be honest with ourselves. Are we making it about us or are we making it about them? And, uh, and that's going to take some honest, you know, soul searching from time to time to, to really maybe admit when we're getting a little bit off track that we need to make it about them and that it's, it's not the end of the world, win or lose. And uh, what's the big picture? What's the real end game and all of this time and energy and money and everything and, and make sure that we keep that, the most important uh, focus at the end of all of this. So that's, that's my final thoughts on it, Shad. And that we, uh, and that's, that's our motto, right? That we keep our eyes up, we're aware, and then we do the work. And that's, it all kind of comes back to that phrase, eyes up, do the work. Awesome. Well, Hey, thanks Dustin. And thanks to everyone for joining us on the sport light podcast. We hope that you'll subscribe to all of our social media platforms. You can find us under, especially for athletes, And please share this with people that you think would be interested and listen to it with your child. Have great discussions. We hope it's a a benefit to you and it is to us. So thanks again, Dustin. Appreciate you, man. All right. Likewise. Take care, Sean. Okay. Eyes up. Do the work. This has been the Sport Life Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sportlight, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforathletes.org slash book. <laughs>